0: Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We are so glad to have you join us today. We are going to, well, talk about something that probably none of us are terribly thrilled with, but is an absolute necessity, which are standards. So these are um, going to be regardless of what state you're in, wherever you are. Uh, residing, uh, you have some sort of an organization that has oversight over you, and so those organizations are going to give you some rules. So today we're going to talk about what happens when the rules change, uh, what do you do when you get paper (laughs) or an email, and what are some best practices not only for you as the director, how do you share those updates and changes with your staff? You know, who do you look to for guidance? Is this something you do all by yourself? Uh, Do you look out? Do you look for mentors? And part of this was sparked. I am going to just kind of touch a little bit about what's sparking today's um, podcast is uh, over the last oh, probably decade, uh, Carrie has taken it upon herself uh, out of the kindness of her heart to literally kind of look at the updates when they come through from Texas and kind of do and offer kind of a summary. And, you know, because of COVID and because of Zoom, uh, everybody seems to think everything should be on Zoom now. And so we did a couple of Zoom calls and so this time she actually ended up holding three and each one of those Zoom calls had over 250 people registered. Each one of the Zoom calls only took 100 people. So here we are only being able to serve 300 people at the time with well over 700 people that wanted the information. And we realized that we know that our directors are smart. We know that all of you are brilliant people, and actually do know how to go find the information yourself. So we're not trying to say that we think that you aren't smart. So don't, (laughs) I want to make sure that we're not trying to make anybody feel like, well, she didn't think we were smart enough to find it out ourselves. We know that sometimes that's not the case. And that sometimes you're like, well, wasn't this already there or how did I miss this? Or why does this look different? Why is this new?
1: Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, there was a an update to minimum standards last December here in Texas. And really, all it did was clarify what it means by the when it says, this can't happen at your program, they defined what at your program was. So they said, on the premises, any your parking lot, your garage your playgrounds any extra land around inside the building anything that you rent or own for the school is your premises and you can't let things happen on your premises because there were parents who were smoking in their car or staff members who were smoking in their car and in texas you can't smoke on the premises of a child care center so they were just clarifying (laughs) what the definition of premises was and a whole bunch of people were like yeah I know what that means. <laughs> Why did we have to get this whole update? Well,
0: because there's always people who are trying to figure out how to, to skirt the guidelines. And we all have met that, that one staff person that if you don't say, and I'm going to pick on the smoking piece, and that's only because I've got some some children that vape. And we've all heard if you've ever traveled and you've been on an airplane, you hear them now go through the whole list of, you know, no smoking, and it now says all the different versions of smoking. E-cigarettes, vaping, right? <laughs> da 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 da
1: And yeah, minimum right, standards so, now, now list those here in Texas, but yeah, that was absolutely. an update that had to happen, which was not a significant update. Um, so every state, every country has some version of regulations for child care. Um, because Kate and I have worked in Texas a lot, not exclusively, but a lot, in Texas, they're called the minimum standards. So that's the term we're going to use. If that's not the term in your state, that doesn't mean what we're saying is not valid. Okay. That's just our phrase because of, you know, our government's terminology. So, you know, it's the rule that says how many babies can each caregiver take care of? Um, Do you have to have criminal background checks? When do you wash your hands, right? All these very basic things are what's in minimum standards. And Texas is is like 300 pages long. Other states have like 10 pages. And I'm very confused by how that happens. But what it is, is that they have the rule and then they have something else that has the actual, so one is the law and everything else is what that agency has decided the rules are. so, And there has to be a system to update them because otherwise it just says you can't smoke and then we don't have anything for e-cigarettes. We don't have anything for vaping, right? So they have to update it because things change.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I just want us to touch a little bit um, about that today. So today's probably going to be one of our shorter podcasts, but you never know because sometimes we do um, think we're going to have a small podcast and end up being large. So (laughs) with that, um, I'm going to have Carrie talk to us a little bit about what happens when you get that email. Um, That's going to be the first thing I want us to talk about is when you get the email that has the updates, what's the first thing? And this is really going to vary a little bit about the type of person you are. Are you? Oh, she's looking around. My notebooks are all above me. Are you a notebook person? Like, are you a tangible, I've got to have that in print um, kind of thing? You know, do you have to have a printed copy? Do you need that tangible piece? Um, where are you going to put that? Um, So do you print it? Uh, Do you hole punch it? Uh, Do you put it in a binder by itself? Do you put it in the front? Do you put it in the
1: back? What do you do? I think there's a lot of different things and different organizations, like different licensing organizations do it different ways. And over my more than 30 years in the field, Texas has done it different ways. Um, So they used to be like, okay, take out page 72 and insert this page 72. And occasionally it would be like 72 A and B because what they changed it with had um, more than one page.
0: Well, and I loved back, and then that was also the time where they used to also have everything dated. So you would get, it would have, still have the old one. Then you get the new regulation and it was dated. It was great. It made it very easy for you as a director to know if you had, what version of that regulation did you have in your notebook? but go ahead yep. sorry
1: <laughs> um, other ones they do what they kind um, where they just send you the update and they're like if you're a print person, just figure it out. put it wherever you want to put it in your in your book. Um, if you're a person who keeps it electronically, so now you may have 12 different PDFs over the several years between times to update minimum standards. So it might be you know that they're only going to do a big update when the legislature tells them they have to. And in between times, they're just going to send you these memos that are updates about okay, now you're doing criminal history checks this way or please add this time you're doing hand-washing or um, clarification. Ours had some clarification on um, what you needed to do if you had a child who had a diagnosed special need, all of those kinds of things. So you might just get memo after memo. So if you're doing just the PDF version and your licensing agency does not update the original PDF. The minimums, the regulations. This can be kind of onerous. So okay. I personally, all right, all right. Well, hold oh, oh, no, okay. I'm just gonna say I think they should have a printed copy if their agency doesn't update the PDF <laughs> because it's too hard to keep track of 12 different PDFs. One that has the new stuff on NAP. <laughs> and one that has one on background and one that has one on snacks or whatever i think all right. so i just want to say there's some
0: things that you need to have okay just because my opinion every director should not not have them right you should have a highlighter you should have post-it notes you know all different kinds of versions of post-it notes whether they're the tab type because i have those over here too um You need some highlighters. You need some ballpoint pens because you need to be able to take that document and do what you need to do to it. This is not about what looks pretty. This is not about what works for your staff. This is about what works for you as the director so that if there's a change, if you have to, take that old document, go see memo dated and put the date in there, initial it so that you know you've seen it. Um, The other thing I would do is if it's a memo that, especially if it's a memo that's significant. Um, everybody who's on staff needs to read the memo and initial the memo right then and there, like on in your notebook so that they have seen and they acknowledge that that's a change that they're
1: aware of. Okay, but what if the memo is 66 pages long, which it was this time for Texas? Okay, well, that's not a memo. <laughs> I'm, it, it is. Cl- it claims to be a memo. It says it's a memo. I'm looking at it right now and it says it's about 166 pages long. Okay. All right. So let's just assume that that was a
0: small memo, like a, like a one or two change kind of thing where Carrie talked earlier about the clarification, Mm -hmm. or I remember when the one that came out that clarified the different, you know, the different types of smoking. Yeah. Okay. And so that's the one that I would use as an example that everybody on staff had to go through and initial and understand um, I would probably do the same thing with premises. Um, yeah. Make sure that everybody on staff initial, and it's real easy. At least it is in Texas because it's law. To just say, I just want to make sure you understand the law. Um, and, and you kind of, it's kind of a, a a wink because then it's not you. Yeah. It, it's all out of your hand.
1: But yep. it's um, not so my so fault that you can't point. vape in your car in the parking lot. It's it's the state law. I can't help you. If you're going to vape on your lunch break, you need to leave the property. It's not on me. So I think, yes, get it so that you really understand what the changes are. And if that means you need to go to a training, go to a training. I did three for free for my people. I've now decided if anybody else wants it, I'm going to let them sign up and they pay me $5 (laughs) because it took a lot of time for me and my assistant to make these things happen. But... um. Go through it, talk through it with another member of staff if you need to. If there's nobody offering training, talk through it with another director make sure you understand it. And if there's something that you guys disagree on, then send an email to your licensing representative and say, hey, we were having a conversation and one of us thought X and the other one thought Y. Do not put the names of who thought X and who thought Y. Just say one of us thought X, the other one thought Y. Which one of these is correct? Or is there a Is there another answer that is P that is the correct one? So having that discussion allows you to look at things from different angles because different people have different brains. I trained on this the first time. I thought I absolutely understood it. I had read it. I had made notes. I'd done things. In the second one, there were questions people had that I had not thought of. And then I was like, great. We now have it all. We've looked at it. I've looked at it. 200 people have looked at it. The third one is going to go really quickly. It'll only take 45 minutes instead of an hour. No, it took an hour and a half because people had entirely different questions and entirely different viewpoints on a couple of those standards. So we had to have a longer conversation because we can only interpret what is written. (laughs) And sometimes it's not super clear, even though the people writing the standards try really, really hard to make it clear, there's always some gray area. Um, oh, okay. So let's talk about that real quick. Cause it's not always that it's not
0: necessarily clear. It's also, it has to apply to every situation. Yeah. Right. So in this case, I'm sure that some of those had to figure out how to apply to, you know, residential, rural. Commercial or you know, a, a, a registered or a licensed home that might be a licensed facility that's in a home in a residential community versus a, a um, big center
1: or, that's got 200 kids
0: with you know, massive driveways and, and commercial space, right? Like, so you've got um, different versions of space, different versions of licensed facilities.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, even after doing my three and a half hours worth of trainings on this, I had somebody send me an email this morning asking another question um about a specific thing that we, I was like I, I I think that this is what the regulations say but this is what I would recommend you do anyway <laughs> um so their their question was the, the new minimum standard says that, you have to notify licensing in Texas anytime a child is in a non-routine situation that could have caused them harm. And their question was, what if you see a parent putting their child in a car seat, in a car, and not putting them in the car seat and buckling the car seat, and then they drive off? And what would your answer be, Kate? What would your answer be? Is that non-routine? Um It might
0: be very routine for that family. Um,
1: Yeah. Putting kids in the car seats is a routine activity. So it's not non-routine, but I probably would go ahead and notify licensing anyway, just to cover yourself um, from a liability perspective. For me, it was a liability question. If that child got hurt. Um, the parents could decide that they were going to sue you because you should have in a reasonable way known that they did not have the child um, firmly, you know, appropriately restrained in the car seat. So I just don't want people to have liability. (laughs) So I was like, I think licensing doesn't say you have to make the report, but I would do it anyway, and here's why. (laughs) Um, And I also said, and that does fall under the neglect category. So if you think it is neglectful behavior, then it's not licensing that you have to call, it's Child and Protective Services. So we had this whole back and forth about it. So like I said, not everything is super cut and dry in minimum standards. They're always trying to make it clearer like the clarification of the word premises, (laughs) right? They're trying to clear, to make it easy for you to enforce it with your staff and your clients. That's what they're trying to do. Um, So read through it with a fine tooth comb, have a conversation with someone else, either at a training or, you know, just someone you know and go through the standards. Then update, do training for your staff if you need to, have them sign off that they know the new information. Give them a quiz. I don't care.
0: So a couple of things I just want to touch base on. If the minimum standards now make that you need to change anything in your parent handbook or your employee handbook, do that right away. Make sure everybody initials, changes, whatever, and that
1: they cannot come to work until they do. Or come to school. And in this one, there were also things that changed as far as parents' enrollment paperwork, Mm-hmm. and things that needed to be in the parent handbook. So there was a whole bunch of stuff um like I said it was 66 pages. <laughs> so there was a whole bunch of stuff and luckily this only happens every 6 years in Texas. <laughs> we have 66 pages worth of updates. But um you know, update the handbook, have meetings with staff or parents that you need to send out new forms, all of that, get it up to date because as soon as they give you the standard unless it says you have until x date to comply the minute you got that notification you have to comply
0: yeah and you can't say oh i was too busy i'm too busy is not the excuse that if licensing showed up tomorrow and you've had that document for three days four days one day it doesn't matter they don't care they expect you to have made those changes
1: yep Um, here's another thing though. I had a lot of people say they didn't get the email. So what if you hear from other people that there's an update to regulations and you didn't get it? What kinds of, why would you not get it? Does licensing have it out for that particular program and they just don't want them to know? I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, you and
0: I, we've been in this field for 21 years. We've had a few email addresses. Um, we have directors who have been with us for, um, 21 years, who have changed their email addresses, who don't always remember to change it with us. Uh, We have people with new phone numbers. Um, They have um, email addresses that might be their personal email address. Um, I mean, we've got folks with still with Yahoo emails, but they don't really check those. They really check their Gmail, but really most of the time they check their work email. I mean, we have a, a, a director that we work with closely recently doing some stuff. And she's got like four work emails. And so she gave us one of the work emails, but it's not the one she ever checks. And the only reason we actually managed to get a hold of her is that she was emailing us about one of the other directors that work for her. Yep. So, um, you know, as far as licensing is concerned, it's not their responsibility. They will say they tried to get it to you.
1: Yep. Yep. so if, if there's been a change in the regulations and you didn't get notified, you need to reach out to your representative and have them track down what email is in the big database <laughs> and make sure it is one that you check or else you need to add to your weekly to-dos to check that email that is only for licensing because sometimes licensing changes. Um, hopefully we'll never have another pandemic and we get three sets of standards in one week. But it did happen in 2020 that we had three different standards in some states in one week. Texas didn't have that, but other states did, and I'm sure in other countries also, right? So we've got to check our communication pathway that the regulatory agency has to you. And, well, just and remember
0: that there's always more than one regulatory agency. That's there There is your state licensing, but there's also probably some sort of health department, there's probably a county level, there's fire. So wherever those are, make sure that all of them have. So if you change your website, your web domain, and you change your email server or server system, make sure that that gets updated. Uh, if you change personal, and you're going to go to keep a personal, and you're going to change from Yahoo, AOL, to Gmail, to uh, maybe a custom domain, whatever your email preferences, it's fine. We're not saying you have to use a specific method. We're just saying if Fluffy Bunny 69 is what you're checking, please put that places i don't care what's fluffy bunny um if you're not checking susan.smith.22 don't put susan.smith.22 because you're not checking it yep. <laughs> and yeah and then it's then it's like which one of us looks like we have egg on our face because um you know, I had another director yesterday. Hey, I've been asking for my, my, my credential. You haven't mailed it to me. And it's like, um, it was sent this date. Just like I told you the last two times, have you actually checked the spam and have you done a search for this email? Let me know if you haven't. Well, I am suspecting that since it's been a couple of days that she found it. Yep. So, um, no, then that's gonna, that's gonna be the same thing with your parents and your staff. So always encourage your parents and staff to make sure that their content, their contact information, content information, contact information
1: is current. So, yeah, we want to, we want you to feel comfortable if there's something in an update from the health department or from your licensing that you don't understand, reach out to your licensing rep. You're not the only person who's had that question. They've had to answer this question 42 times and they know the answer well by this point, right? Even if you're the first one to ask it, that doesn't make it not a valid question. And it's better to ask the question now than when you're sitting across the table from your licensing rep and they are citing you for the thing that you did not understand.
0: Absolutely. Please
1: ask the question instead of getting cited. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, if you have any questions and you you still have a, whether it's in your state Uh, Whether it's in Texas, whether it's in your municipality, your governing agency, if you ever have a question and you're not really sure how to interpret, hey, reach out to our Facebook group, ask some of the other folks on Child Care Conversations, you know, find out what they think, get their feedback. You can always email us or really email Carrie at Carrie at TexasDirector.org. But we would love to have you join us um, and share your thoughts on... Um, other ways maybe that people can share and um, communicate their concerns and issues over uh, how to communicate those changes, especially when they are 66 pages worth of a memo. Yep.
1: Okay. So if this was helpful to you, please share it with uh, other people in your community. And as always, if there are topics you want to hear, definitely reach out to us and we'll talk about it sometime soon. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Child Care
0: Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.